Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 104 with Steve Haru, a leading authority on selling in today's marketplace. Steve has reached the pinnacle of success in multiple sales industries. As a Cutco rep in college, he was the company's number one college All-American. Later with Aflac, he was number one out of over 50,000 representatives nationwide. Steve's style is based on conviction, honesty, and working on his craft. And today he teaches these and other concepts through coaching, speaking, and writing. In this short snippet, Steve shares fundamental guidance for salespeople, including a key reason why many people don't achieve success in sales. He offers a brilliant insight about closing sales, and he also details the misperceptions about salespeople that he wishes to debunk through his work. It's often been said that everything is selling, and Cutco Vector is changing lives by bringing this critical skill set to people so that they can leverage their ability to influence in order to achieve greater success in all aspects of life. You can help spread the word about the great work being done in the Cutco Vector community by sharing this and other episodes of this podcast with people in your network. The podcast is available for free on just about all podcast players. All episodes, guest bios, and show notes can also be found at changinglivespodcast.com. And you can support our podcast sponsors by clicking on the link marked Deals on the podcast homepage. Enjoy this flashback segment with Steve Haru, and for more great wisdom about sales, revisit our full conversation at episode number 104. You're teaching a lot of people about the skills necessary to succeed in selling, to succeed in life in general. What is some of the fundamental guidance that you provide to salespeople right now? Like, what are your signature concepts that you teach? Probably the biggest one is what we help them discover. The stuff that I'm teaching now is more about let's diagnose the reasons people are not successful in sales, as opposed to just giving someone the remedy, right? Again, it would be like a doctor, right? Recommending surgery to every patient that comes in her office. That's what I saw in the sales training space. It was just one size fits all thing. And I need to reflect inside what's causing me to not sell. Well, it was a lot of things, but that's what we work on with people now because they have something called the need to be liked, which is a killer. And about 90, 95% of salespeople have that need to be liked. And if they have a need to be liked, then they're not going to end up being successful because they're worried about 
what their prospects are, are thinking, mm-hmm. right? They, they, when somebody pushes back as a prospect, you as the salesperson don't say what needs to be said to advance the sale because you're afraid they're not going to like you anymore because we've all been taught that, right? People buy from people they like and they trust. We've been taught that for decades, but it's a myth. People buy when there's value. So we've all been tied up into that, the the likability thing. And, And don't get me wrong, guys. We should be likable. But it's the the need to be likable that hurts a lot of salespeople. Right. The combination of likability and value obviously is the ultimate yes. goal. But yes. what I hear you saying is that the value side of selling is more important than the likability of the salesperson. And that we've got to be willing to let go of that need to be liked in order to be able to say and do the right things to present the value proposition correctly to a customer, that that side of it is more important. Oh, yeah. All the top one percenters I know, the men and women that are, you know, 500,000 and above in earnings, they're all extremely likable, but they don't need to be liked. Mm -hmm. They would rather be respected. Yeah. And they they ask the tough question. We've also been taught till we're blue in the face about closing, closing, ABC, all that stuff, right? I'll give you a perfect analogy, and I don't know if you watch baseball or know anything about baseball, or you guys that are listening. Are you familiar, Dan? Do you follow baseball? Yes. You know, so you know what a closer is? Yes, I do. Who's the best closer in Major League history? Mariano Rivera. And I'm a Red Sox fan, and I admit that, okay? Because he was lights out. <laughs> but if Mariano Rivera was on the Orioles, he wouldn't be Mariano Rivera. You know why? Because you can't bring him in when you're down 11 to 2. Right. This is why so much of what I see out there is backwards. We're not spending our time getting great at innings 1 through 8. Mm-hmm. We're only worried about the ninth. Like, again, you could have the greatest closer on the planet, but if your other 24 players are terrible, you can't use him. Right, because you're losing. You got yes. to be ahead for the closer yes. to come in and do his thing, right? Yes. And uh, by the way, when you're up 11 to 2, how easy is the ninth inning? Yeah, well, you then it's super put anybody easy. in. Yeah, right. That's closing, guys, is when you do a great job in your demo from A to Y, right? And then Z is just great. The one thing I would teach is, For you to get good enough where your prospect says to you, how do we move forward? What's the next step? Mm. Great. How do I order? That's when you know you've done a great job. Not when you ask him some stupid closing question or some technique when they say, wow, this sounds great. How much can I buy? Can I buy sets from my parents? That's when you know you did a good job. Awesome. That only works if you work hard in innings one through eight. That's an awesome concept for anyone to think about whether you sell Cutco or you sell something else, right? Is how can you work on your craft from A to Y yeah. to be in that position where when it comes time to make the sale, you put yourself in a position where it's easier, not harder. So yes, sir. that's good. That's good. So, hey, your book is called Sales is Not a Dirty Word. 
what perceptions are you trying to debunk about sales with this book and with your work? What's the perception of salespeople? Blake from Glengarry Glen Ross. Right? right. Boiler room. Wolf of Wall Street. My goal is to completely change that around, which is why I named it sales is not a dirty word. Sales is an amazing profession. I would never, ever do it over again. Best, best decision of my life. And it's just sad to see what is happening out there. And we have an impact on people in every day. Something's being sold, right? And I don't mean the, well, in a conversation, you're, you either sell or get sold. No, that's stupid. Life is not about making a sale, okay? Life's about helping somebody else and bringing value, whether or not you sell something to them. So it's about integrity. It's about honesty. It's about humility. It's not about how much can I sell and what kind of watch can I buy? And I want that Ferrari too. And that's going to be an empty life, okay? an empty life. I brought this up to you on one of the podcasts I did. And we've all heard that mantra, right? Oh, she's so good. She could sell ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> if you sell ice to an Eskimo, that doesn't make you a great salesperson. That makes you an a-hole. That's right. You cannot take pride in pulling one over on someone. Honesty was my secret weapon. And I think that's what people related to. If you're just honest and you believe with, with a passion in what you do, it's not hard. If you don't believe in, in, in your soul, what you're selling, it doesn't matter. You'll never, ever reach your full potential that you could if you were selling something you had a passion. I like what you said about uh, that, you know, it's, it's about bringing value to people. It's about trying to do what's in the best interest of the person you're talking to. And that's what sales and influence really is. Not a lot of these stereotypes or misperceptions uh, that you shared. Are we positively impacting somebody else's life? That's my ultimate goal. And, and that's my passion. And if you guys have that passion to change lives, the money will come, right? If, when you chase things, they run, right? When you chase money, it runs, okay? It's a similar thing in, in business, right? When you chase sales, you don't make sales. It's when you try not to make the sale. In baseball, if you try to hit a home run, you strike out. If you just go up and focus on having a good at-bat, a good demo, out of the park. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.